hello, hello. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. We've got phone lines. The calls are going to start coming in soon. Today, we're going to use some old calls, but we've got it set up. The number to call if you want to talk to a lawyer, call anytime, 800-996-4505. That's 800-996-4505. Call between 9 and 5, you know, Pacific time. You won't get voicemail, and we're figuring it out, and then we'll set up a time to get back to you. It ain't the radio. It's podcasting, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. You're going to get your Len Tillum fix. I'm going to get my radio fix and my podcasting fix. 800-996-4505. This podcast is being done for Friday, May 10th. On Tuesday, May 14th, I'll be at the Petaluma Community Center from 10 to 12 doing a seminar with Rosie McNichol and Arden Kwan. The staff will be there. And again on Wednesday, May 15th in Novato at the Margaret Todd Senior Center, 10 to 12. Trusts and Estates, who get your stuff when you die, the things we do regularly, and Medi-Cal planning. God forbid somebody's got to go to a nursing home out of protected dynasty trust to protect your children and your grandchildren. I promise you learn a lot. They're good seminars. You can rec- you can just um, sign up, lentillum.com or 800-996-4505. Look forward to seeing you there. Come and meet me. Let's start the show. Betty in Santa Cruz, Len Tillum. News Talk 910, Betty. Why are you calling a lawyer? Hello, Mr. Tillum. Well, I have a, a question. I just received an inheritance. And I have a school loan that I defaulted on, like, probably close to 20 years ago. So let me ask some nosy questions, okay? How old okay. are you? I am 54. And the student loan, how much was the principal that you defaulted on about? From what I recall, it was between, like, it was between twelve to $18,000. And that was 20 years ago? <laughs> Correct. I bet you they're telling you you owe thirty to forty to fifty grand with the interest, right? I'm pretty sure. And let me just add one thing real quick. Yeah, I did. I did make payments on the loan for several years. Um, you know, when once I finished school. Yeah. And then the last ten years, they've taken about a thousand dollars, half of our income tax return. Money. Yeah, you owe a bunch of money. So hold on one sec. When you say we, you mean you and your husband? Right. They, yeah. They took half, half that okay. refund. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they've been taking something. And how much did you inherit? What did you inherit? Tell me now. I, t- I inherited a home that's worth about seven fifty, and I inherited about $100,000. Nice. And I want to pay, pay the school loan back, but I want to know about all that interest if I can get it off. Okay, I'm going to tell you what to do, and I'm going to make half my audience mad at me because they'll think I'm an immoral rat. But here's what this I'm being a lawyer. I'm going to tell you. Okay, you got to understand this. Student loan debt is forever. There's no statute of limitations. It's not dischargeable right. in bankruptcy in most cases. They can sue your estate after you die. I don't know how fair that is, you know, because like those corporations and those banks went belly up in 2008 and we gave them billions and trillions of dollars and forgave millions and millions of dollars in debt. But a student owes money. God forbid you can't discharge it. You know, they stack the deck against people. But all right, that's my opinion. So here's what you do have going for you. They don't know you have a house and you inherited it and the $100,000 in the bank. They don't know about that. 
and you well, don't have to don't t- now yet. They may find out. You don't have to tell them about it. I mean, they have ways, but but, but here's what I would. We, if I once we file our taxes come April, yeah, and, but, and, yeah, 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 they're gonna know. They're gonna they, they can find accounts. Right. But here's what you should do. You should contact the student loan lender or who's ever collecting. And okay. you're, you're not under oath. Life is a flea market. You know what I mean? You can bargain. So if you call up and you say, oh, I just, who died, by the way? My mother. Okay. All right. You were good to her. She took care of you. All right. So if you call up and say, oh, I got 100000 extra cash in a home worth three quarters of a million dollars, they're going to say, give me the money. But you don't, right. you're not under oath. You haven't, so you don't have, you can BS a little bit. Do you understand? You, you, you don't, so what you say is, oh. I'm tired of this. I'm going to borrow money from my friends. How much is the principal? I want to get out of debt. I just, in other words, will they take just the principal? If they say, well, you owe with, how, you got to say, what's the principal? You know, and they'll probably say 18, 20,000. And they'll say, and then you say, and they, but they'll say, you owe us with interest. And you do. They'll say 45,000. So you first okay. you say, look, I think I can borrow $15,000. Would you take $15,000? And don't start offering money. Don't bid against yourself. Then you say to them, will you take, if they say no, you say, well, what will you take? And if they say, well, we want the whole 45000 you got time till April. You say to them, I don't have it. There's no way I'm going to die now, you know. really. By the way, the house you got from your mother, did your mother leave a trust? Yeah, the trust, I am the trustee. Is the house still in the trust? It is in the, it is in the trust. It has not been transferred to my name yet. Exactly. So do not transfer the house. You can leave it in the trust for a while. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, there's no rush. You know what I mean? Leave The $100,000 cash, is that still in your mother's trust or did you put it in your name? I put it in my name. Uh. I had to start paying bills. All right, all right, all right. But hold off on the home. I'll tell you. It's not. You're going to get a, a, a letter from the county that, that says, you know, a preliminary change of ownership report about your mother's death. And you say, I'm getting this house. Tell the county that. You don't have to transfer it. But then they won't reassess okay. it. But you don't have to. Don't rush to put the house in your name. When did your mother how die? I, how long can I leave the house in her name? When did your mother die? Nine days ago. You got a year. Don't worry about it. You got plenty One of time. One year. Okay. Are you going to live? Do you want to sell the home or do you want to live in it? Uh, we want to rent it out. Yes, you should because... It's, first of all, let me take, give you some other advice. Unsolicited. All of you listen to this. This is a crappy time to sell a house. Prices are down. And if you sell the house, you inherited it, you won't pay capital gains, but you'll either put it in the stock market, which could be a little bit risky, or you'll put it in a CD that pays 1.5% one, one and, and you got to pay tax on it. I think, I think the government is printing money. This is my own opinion. I'm not Bernard Baruch over here, but I think we're going to have inflation, and I think holding a home is much better than selling it right now. Rent it out. Get the income. Don't you agree? And because it's your mother's home and it's transferred from parent to child, you're not going to pay any extra property taxes. How much is your mother's property tax on the house? Uh. Because of Prop 13, yeah. 1400 a month or a year. And you said, listen to me, here's the amazing thing. You're paying $1,400 a year, and you will continue to pay that because a transfer from parent to child, the Prop 13 taxes stay the same. Right. If you sell it to somebody for $750,000, their property taxes will probably go to $9,500 a year. Uh, but you don't have to, you'll be paying 1400 a year, and you rent it out, and it's a good investment. So, okay, that's it on the home. 
Call them up, bargain with them. If they say, we want it all, you say, what will you take? And then you can hang up the phone and say, I don't have it, goodbye. You can call them back a week later. Don't cut a deal right away unless they... But And let me know. People would be interested in knowing, can you... I don't even know if you can negotiate with those people, but I think everything in life is negotiable. You know what I mean? I heard that you may not be able to negotiate the principle. Not the principle. You should, yeah. But you should be able to negotiate the interest. Yeah. Are you ashamed of bargaining? Is that, you got a problem? No. I mean, you know, listen, if you want to practice, here's what I would do. Here's how you practice bargaining. Go to Macy's and price a fancy coat and then bargain with the salesperson. <laughs> you know, you know go to a flea market and do it. You can't bargain at Macy's, but that's what, you can bargain. Life, you know, life's a flea market. Everything's up for bargaining. Okay. I mean, is it possible to, I mean, have you... I don't think you can wipe, I don't think they can wipe out the principal, but I'm guessing, I'm making this up, I'm pretty sure based upon my dealings with lending institutions, they're happy to negotiate the interest if they can just get some money. Because, you know, 25%, 30% to something is better than 100% to zero, right? And then what about all that money for 10 years? That was $10,000 that we paid already. That... Hopefully, you can say, "Well, the ten grand here's what you your, your bar." You say, "Can you credit that ten grand to the principal?" They'll either say, "Drop dead," or "Yes, I, you know, ask." You got it? Okay. You'd be and tough. Do I get like a a settlement letter? From you, you will like, say, "I want something yeah, in writing." I want something in writing that says, "When I give you whatever we agree on, it's I want it in writing." Because sometimes you send them the money and they say, "Okay, sucker, you still owe us more." Yes, you want it in writing. Okay. Will you do us a favor, Betty? Will you call us back and let me know how it's going? I'll help you along the path, all right? I shall. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Courtney in Sonoma, Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Courtney, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well, I'm calling you because um, last month my sister and I were going to move into a place and we signed a lease and five days later my um, hours got cut back at work so I wasn't going to be able to afford it. So the day that we went to look at the house, and um, we gave him a security deposit and signed the lease right there. And um, I called him that day and let him know, well, the five days later when I found this out at work, I called him to let him know that my hours got cut back and I wasn't going to be able to afford the rent. And he said, that's no problem. You know, these things happen, and um, no problem. Give me a call back tomorrow so we can talk more. So I called him back the next day to find out if I could get my deposit back. And first he said no, and he was kind of a jerk about it. So my mom called Fair Housing, and um, they said to, they were going to have somebody call us. So we called him back to let him know that we called Fair Housing. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. You left out. How old are you, Courtney? I'm 20. Okay, and you, this is the first time you're moving out on your own, right? Okay, listen to me. Tell me this part about whether the house wasn't ready on the day you were supposed to move in. That's very, very important. Tell me that first. So the house is being remodeled. It's a triplex, and they're all three being remodeled. None of the units are ready yet. When were you supposed to move in? October 1st? Well, he wasn't sure when the units were going to be ready, and they weren't ready on October 1st. They weren't even ready anyway. No, no. When you signed a lease to move in, or when you mm-hmm. were going to move in, when did you give them the money? I gave them the money that day when I, when I signed the lease. When was that? That was on September 21st. And when you said, here's the money for September 21st, what day did he tell you the house would be ready? He said he wasn't sure when it was going to be ready and that he would give my sister and I a call. And he didn't put like a start date on the lease. He only put the ending of our 12-month lease, which would be October 29th of 2013. So now the landlord's saying to your mother, yeah, I'll give you the money back, but what? 
but he said that he was going to um, deduct some money and for having to because he's not from around here. Yeah. He said that he was going to need to come back here, and he said he had to stay in a hotel to meet with people and all this stuff, and he was charging me for the first time when he met me. So I asked him, you know, okay, well, how much is that going to cost? And he wouldn't give me, like, a number or anything. Stop. He said, I'll, I'll email you or I'll send you everything in the mail. Hold on. Stop. 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 I'm going to help you. And you're in Sonoma, right? Yes. Okay. The manager is a cheap jerk who likes yes. to take advantage of young people like you. He thinks yes. you haven't got the nerve to sue him in small claims court, so he's going to make a bunch of BS charges that he's going to deduct from your rent. Yes. Follow me. Okay. The landlord did not have the house ready, and the lease did not spe- start spell out a start date. The landlord's in breach of the contract, not you. The landlord broke the contract, not you. You should be able to get back your entire deposit. Okay. So if you don't get back everything... You can sue the management, and he's, oh, yeah, the check is in the mail. You believe that, you know? So if you don't get back everything, you can sue the management company in small claims court. And if you want bonus points, here's what you do. Uh I'm in Sonoma. My law office is in Sonoma. You come to my office for free. We will run the deed. We can figure out easily who owns the place. So when you sue the management company, I'll even help you fill out the papers for free, you know, you come to my office in Sonoma, we'll run the deed, you will sue the management company and the property owner. Okay. And you know when the property owner gets sued because the manager messed up, he's going to soil his pants and be, you got me? Because the owner is jointly and severally liable with the management company for the breach of the contract. Okay. So you tell this guy, Len Tillum on the radio said, you're in breach of the contract, I want every penny back right now, or I'm going to sue you and the landlord in small claims court. Got it? never gave me a copy of my lease there, but That's, he didn't have a copy, and he said he would email it, and I asked him again, and he has not even He is it. violating all kinds of stuff. You got it? And you okay. tell him this after we sue him in court. This is okay. a Sonoma guy. You tell him after we sue him in court and we get a judgment against him, I'm going to say his name on the radio, because he can't sue me then. Don't say his name now. But you come into my office, 846 Broadway. You know where it is, right? I will be there, definitely. We'll help you. You call him first, say, I want all the money back, and I want it back by next week, Monday. And if I don't, I'm suing you and the landlord in small claims court. Len Tillum will help me for nothing. Got it? Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Keith in Clear Lake, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Keith? Hey, Len. Yeah, my girlfriend, she was bitten by the neighbor's dog and, uh, and bit her on the forearm and what, what, what happened? Take take me up to the time of the bite. Was she, like, hitting the neighbor's dog in the head with a two-by-four? No, no, she wasn't. She uh, was just dumping the trash between the houses. She's still on our property, and the dogs were out front. She didn't know it. She didn't see them at the time, and it came up and approached her as she was walking around the side of the house. And um, She tried to talk to her a little bit to put it at ease, but it wasn't really even growling, so... Um, it snipped her foot, and then after that, it just lunged up and grabbed her arm and ripped it wide open. What kind of dog? It's an English bulldog. They are powerful dogs. They look cute, but, they, you know, they got that pit bull sense to them, and powerful, big, massive head with jaws. They take a bite of you. They don't let go so easily. So no, they don't. How, and uh, how, 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 and the, the dog was off-leash? It was, yeah. It was running loose out front of their yard. And how badly was your girlfriend hurt? It's um, 27 stitches in her forearm, and they had to stitch on the inside, too. But it was probably two inches deep cut, 
and it's like eight inches long on her arm. Um, and, and when did this happen? Saturday. And how is she doing? Is it healing or is it showing signs of infection? It's showing signs of infection. She's back in the hospital now. Oh, this is pretty serious. Let me, the, yes. na- the people who own the dog next door, door are they tenants or the, they own the building? They're tenants. They're renters. That, they don't have renters insurance. They don't have renters insurance. How old is your girlfriend? Um, <laughs> she probably doesn't want that on the air. About. Uh, you got to tell me, I mean, 18, 20, 30, I, you know, what, what's the story? Late 40s. Okay, so she doesn't have Medicare. Does she have health insurance? She does not, no. What, what does uh, she do? Yeah. What does she do for a living? Secretary. And she works full-time or part-time? It's full-time, but it's um, a temporary position. Right, so no health insurance. All right. right. So, so let's go through what's going on. A dog owner is what's called strictly liable for the injuries caused by their dog. You know, I mean, so they're responsible. You know, she was injured by this dog, and and the whole question becomes damages. And what hospital? You're up in Clear Lake. What hospital are they treating her in for the infection? Red Bud, but she's being transferred to St. Helena. Oh, they're transferring her. So she has no health insurance. If she's going to be in the hospital getting intravenous, you know, IVs, you know what I mean, with um, antibiotics and stuff like that, it can get very expensive, especially if they have to do some surgery. I, you know, she could be looking at a fifty or $60,000 hospital bill before she turns around, and she has no health insurance. So, right. and, and the other right. problem is the tenant probably doesn't have a pot to in either, you know. That's my concern. They've offered to pay for it, but, you they, know. They offered to pay for it. If you said to them there's a $50,000 hospital bill, right. they, they're right. going to think you hope you have health insurance. So first, let me go over one thing. Your girlfriend immediately needs to get medical coverage. Does she have, now I know you didn't want to tell me her age, but you got to talk to me about her finances. In her name, does she have less than $2,000 in the bank? Yeah. She does. Okay. She should talk to a social worker out that, what would you say, it's, it's um, what hospital, the St. Helena Hospital, or what's the other one she's yeah. at? Okay. Red Bud. Red bu- Bluff? Red what? Red Bud. Red, in, uh, clearly. Red Bud. I never heard of it. All right. So she's got to talk to a social worker at the hospital. You write this down, Keith. You got a pencil? Yeah, go ahead. Within 30 days of the injury date, she should apply for CMSP. It's like Medi-Cal. It's County Medical Services Program. CMSP, it's through the Department of Social Services in Clear Lake. You got that? Lake County. So if she gets CMSP, she qualifies for it, that will take care of the hospital bills. If you don't do this, if she doesn't do it, and more than 30 days go by and she has no money to pay the bills, the hospitals send those bills out to bill collectors. They'll make you crazy. They'll sue. They'll lean her salary, even her temp salary. So she has to go get County Medical Services Program, the Department of Social Services. You got that? How did the dog get out? Was the dog just, the, you know, did the owner of the dog just put it, open the door and say, go outside? Or was there a hole in the fence? How did the dog get out? Hello? I, I'm losing you. Okay, I hope you've heard CMSP. The reason I'm asking you this is if there's any way the owner of the building could be responsible for this injury, if he didn't have a fence. I'm losing you. Go ahead. Talk up. That was the reason why I called is to see if the building owner would be liable. Well, why would the building owner be responsible? You have to, you know, um, 
you know, I mean, was there no fence? Did the landlord have a hole in the fence he didn't fix? How did the dog get out to bite your girlfriend? They, the owner, the renters, they just let it loose, let it run loose out in the front yard. They do have a fence in the back that they, the renters built, but they willingly just let it run around. So unless you can show that the landlord know, knew this was a vicious dog, you know, with a propensity for biting people, I don't see you have a case against the owner of the house. You know, and the tenants don't have anything, and they're lowlifes, you know. Here, go outside, poop on Keith's lawn, chew up his girlfriend, and then come back and take a nap in, in our house. So, Keith, I don't think you got much of a case, but in the meantime, call me back when you know how she's doing. We'll see if there's anything you can do. CMSP, County Medical Services Program, she should apply for that immediately. That's the best information I gave you. You know, it's bad enough she's going to be sick and hospitalized. She doesn't need bill collectors next month coming after her. Sam in San Jose, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Sam? Hi, Len. Th- thanks for taking my call. What's going on? On behalf of my sister, um, she rents a property with a roommate. And last Wednesday, she uh, heard a knock on the door. A guy shows up saying he's a loan processor, and this property that she's renting is going to be auctioned tomorrow. Uh, and then that she should find out what her rights are as a lo- as a tenant. In the same day, in the evening, another guy shows up, and he says that he's going to buy the property tomorrow, and then he's going to think whether they should live there or not. If if they shouldn't live there, then he knows how to vacate the property. So he basically threatened them. In, in, in other words, your, your, your sister's living in a place that's being foreclosed. She's a tenant, right? Right. Okay, there's a federal law called Protecting Tenants at Foreclosure Act. And does your sister have a lease... Because it used to be, before this law was enacted, a tenant could be kicked out right after the foreclosure sale because the tenant's right to occupy the property was tied to the landlord's right of ownership. And if the landlord didn't have ownership, then the tenant doesn't have a right to be there. But now, if there's a lease, the tenant gets to stay for the remainder of the lease as long as your sister, the tenant, pays the rent. Um, right. Is no, there a lease? A lease? Okay, if there's no lease, then the new owners have to give the tenants 90 days written notice to vacate. Okay. If, so she's got at least 90 days. And by the way, let me tell you this. This is very important, Sam. Your sister has to pay the rent. Um, if she doesn't pay the rent, she doesn't get those 90 days. She'll get evicted just like anyone else. Got it? Right. Right, but who does she pay the rent to now? The new landlord. Don't pay anything to the old landlord. Wait, stop. You know, so I guess she paid rent for this month, right? Right. She's got a receipt. She's covered for next month. Don't pay next month's rent till somebody comes and says, I'm the new landlord. And they say, well, prove it to me. You know what I mean? And then you pay them right. the rent. Got it? 90 days without a lease. Okay? Okay. Another question is that we paid, or she paid a security deposit to the old landlord. What should we do about that? that? That's the problem. The security deposit to the old landlord is in the old landlord's pocket. I don't know. You may have to sue the old landlord in small claims court for that money back. You got it? Okay. Right. Um, she still should get back her security deposit, but, um, oh, listen to this. Thank you, David Brown. I'm telling him, it's the new landlord's responsibility. I was wrong. That's why I have somebody doing research for me. Thank you. She gets her security deposit back. It's the new landlord's responsibility. David, can you give me a sight on that? David, here's the story. When she says to the new landlord, you know, I'm entitled to my security deposit back, he's going to tell her, drop dead. No, you're not. Call me back. By then, we'll have the site in the law for you. Okay? Okay. David will look it up. 
you don't have to look it up now, David. We got to move on to the next call. All right. Oh, Sam. You know what? Sam, you there? Stick around. David's going to look it up during the break. We're going to take a break. David will look it up for you. I'll give you that information. Okay? And then I'll put it out on the air. Don't hang up. I'm going to put you on hold. Nancy, San Francisco. Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer, Nancy? I own a condo. We have seven units in the building. Each month we kind of rotate who's responsible for cleaning the common areas, the lobby, the stairs, etc. Mm-hmm. Some people do it themselves. Most of us hire somebody. And recently we've hired a guy. He does a great job, but I'm sure he has no insurance, workers' comp, any of that. I don't know if we're taking a risk that if anything, God forbid, happens to this guy while he's doing this work or he brings somebody with him who's doing the work, what could happen to us? Now, the guy is not a licensed contractor, right? He can't, what, no. what does he charge, 12 bucks an hour to clean up your uh, condos? <laughs> maybe 20, yeah. 20, okay. So if one of his guys or he gets hurt on the job, the whole issue is workers' compensation coverage. If they get hurt on the job or if he's cutting the lawn and the lawnmower chops off his toe, even if it's his fault, if the employer, you or the homeowners association, has no compensation, no workers' compensation, the employer is responsible for workplace injuries. Mm. And the court, I mean, you know, if, if the guy gets hurt or herniates a disc on the job and said. You'll have lawyer bills. You could have tens of thousands of dollars in hospital bills. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the courts always give sympathy in these kinds of cases to employees, not to employers. Um, And even if you cobble together an agreement that says he's an independent contractor and you're not responsible for his injuries, you're still going to get stuck. Well, this is what I thought I had heard on your show, but mm-hmm. then I looked it up online. You know, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Yeah, what did you, what'd you hear online? I, what I saw, depending on whether the job is something that requires a license, which I don't think this cleaning would be, but you can tell me. I, I, I can't tell you whether or not it, it requires right. a license and or if not. It's uh, look, look, look. Wait, wait a minute. You hire, people hire, I've seen this happen, they hire Somebody they pick up in front of Home Depot to cut their grass, right? They do that all the time. You know, uh, sometimes these people are not here legally, and they don't have workers' comp. And when they get hurt, they get sued. And, and here's the other point. Even if you say the law says you don't have to have it, if he gets hurt on the job and some lawyer's interested in the case, you will get sued anyway, and that's $450 an hour, and this guy's working on the contingency, you know, the, the, the plaintiff, the person hurt. So, yeah, I've got, you know, I don't need insurance, but that's like people say, I have a corporation. So what if you have a corporation to protect you from liability? After you're done getting sued and spent $150,000 on lawyers, you know, you may not have a corporation anymore. So you absolutely call up the insurance company. You must have some kind of homeowner's insurance that if somebody gets hurt walking on the property, right, you're covered, right? You would hope so, yes. You better we do hope have so. insurance for the HOA, okay. yes. So you call, the HOA has to call up the insurance company and say, look, we hire somebody to do these things. They have to have coverage. Or if you're hiring them, you call up your own insurance company and get coverage. Don't do it alone. Okay. You're going to have a real problem if you do it alone. You got that? Thank you very much. You're Liz. welcome. Again, I love you to pieces. I tell all my friends. Oh, thank you so much, Nancy. It's good hearing from you. Take thank care. you. Bye-bye. We do emails. Towards the end of the show, I read an email. We'll answer all of your emails. Len at lentillum.com. N-E-L-E-N-T-I-L-L-E-M. Lentillum.com. Send me an email. We answer them. 
Lots of emails. Even if I don't read them on the air, we'll answer your emails. Chelsea writes this. Can your landlord come to your door and ask for rent? Well, Chelsea, there's nothing illegal about your landlord calling if you haven't paid the rent or knocking on your door. If he does it at 2 a.m. or pounds on the door, that's unreasonable. You might have to get a restraining order against him. But if you're not paying the rent, he's going to evict you. So why the hell are you going to sue him anyway? Get your rent paid, and yes, he can come to the door. 